this is the Empowering Health Podcast. If you're a female living with type 1 diabetes and you care about your health, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Andy Balog, and I specialize in helping women just like you navigate all things nutrition, exercise, sleep, and blood sugars so you can feel confident and in control in your body and your life with T1D. Let's go. Food environment and weight loss. When we read or hear about weight loss, we usually hear something about what they ate or how they exercised in order to actually achieve their goal. You know, they might even talk about their lifestyle and how that had to change in order to make this big goal of losing weight a reality. Um, By now, most of us know that our nutrition is largely what will determine whether someone will lose weight or they won't lose weight. But it's one thing to know that we need to improve our diets and another thing to know how to implement these changes to make this into a lifestyle that you can stick to and enjoy. And in this space of improving our diets, one factor that rarely gets talked about is food environment. We hear about a calorie deficit and the sheer fact that a calorie deficit is required in order to lose weight. This could be through any type of diet better food choices and macronutrient awareness. So things like referring to eating more protein and healthy fats and less processed foods and timing that's talked about a lot. For example, restricted time windows, also known as intermittent fasting. We hear about all of these different things, but we don't hear about food environment. So what is it and why is it important to consider and implement food environment habit changes if we're trying to lose weight and keep it off because it's undeniable that the effect that the proximity and availability of foods have on our psychology the best and the easiest way to explain this are the following examples so number one when you're in the cinema with a serve of popcorn probably enough for four people but you somehow manage to eat the large majority of it yourself before the previews are even over you weren't hungry for it you barely even noticed yourself eating it all but it was right there and you were impatiently waiting for the movie to start so what better pastime than to just finish the popcorn that is probably one of the best examples i could give about food environment it's right there your hands already in the tub, you may as well keep going. Number two example would be, how about when you're scrolling on Instagram or TikTok on your phone with recipe after recipe coming up, like they are so delicious. I don't know how people come up with these amazing recipes. And all of a sudden you have a mad craving to make homemade donuts. Like you just like, I need to make some. And then you're in the kitchen in the middle of the night making donuts. And lastly, the fact that every time you try to completely cut a certain food or drink from your diet, you inevitably rebound and eat copious amounts of said food or drink. It felt like you wanted that food far more than you ever wanted it before you tried cutting it out of your diet because you're thinking about it constantly. When something is always on your mind because you're thinking, I can't have this, I can't have this, I can't have this, you're thinking about it more than usual. So therefore, it's at the front of your mind and therefore you're going to want it more than before. This is why your food environment matters so much, whether you're trying to lose weight or just improve your eating habits. Your food environment includes the foods you can see, hear about or smell in your surroundings on a daily basis. We're talking the food or drink always in your eyesight, in the kitchen, on your desk, or in any other part of your house. 
what you watch on your phone, computer, tablet, etc. What you talk about with your friends and family or hear others talking about. If you're one of those households that always has a little bowl of nuts or lollies, for example, like in a room of your house or somewhere on a table or somewhere in reach, somewhere where you can see it all the time, you walk past all the time, if it's in your entryway, these are the kinds of things you might want to consider changing if weight loss or changing your food habits has been difficult for you. Keep foods away in their prospective storage places unless you're choosing to consume them. That is the best advice I could give. Don't have food just lying around the place, not in their own little, you know, storage areas. It's like half open packets of chips or whatever. It doesn't matter what the food is. I'm just giving you examples of the most common ones, but whatever that food might be or drink that you're trying to not overeat or not, you know, eat so much of or consume so much of then you're going to need to get it out of your way. If the shelf in your pantry or your fridge that it's at that is at direct eye level is the kinds of foods you're trying to eat less of, switch it up. Move foods you want to eat more of into these places. It really makes a big difference where your eye first hits when you're opening up the pantry or the fridge or when you're first walking in there, if it's a walk-in pantry. What is easiest for you to get to? How many different options of the kinds of foods you're not wanting to eat are you providing for yourself? Is it like this massive like buffet of all these foods you shouldn't be eating and then only a very small portion of the foods you want to be eating? Like think about the way that things are laid out in your house and how you could switch that up to be benefiting you rather than being a detriment to your goals. And lastly, do you have healthy grab-and-go convenient snacks or meals you know, the ones you want to be eating more of handy at your house or where you live. Does everything require you to start creating or cooking a meal from scratch? You know, limiting your already packed schedule. If you're putting so much pressure on yourself to cook and prepare healthy meals and snacks from scratch at all times, on top of trying to navigate your life with T1D or your child's or your partner's life with T1D, work commitments, school, your social life, you're going to find it extremely difficult to make healthy eating a part of your life. If you're not giving yourself healthy options that are easy for you to grab when you're looking in the pantry, in the fridge, and you're seeing all these other unhealthy options that are far easier for you to just grab. You need to make it easy for yourself. You need to make the healthy option the easy option. That is what's going to help set you up, have your habits be long-term instead of just this little thing that you're doing at the moment and then you're going to give up on in, in a few weeks or a few months. And before you start to think that you should be testing or training your willpower when it comes to food environment, think again because your willpower didn't evolve with the kinds or amounts of foods we're now surrounded by in our daily lives. Why make it harder for yourself than it has to be? This is honestly one of the biggest reasons I've recently created and launched my ever-growing recipe database membership called Thrive because the biggest struggle that my clients have always had is Number one, knowing what to eat that's actually healthy because there's so much confusion around what healthy even means, what does it need to include, how do I actually find all the ingredients, make sure it's all correct. Number two is carb counting. Number three is knowing how to bolus for those foods because there's a lot of confusion around that as well. And then number four, having the time to prepare those foods. So my Thrive Recipe database has all of my tried and favorite recipes that are 
all healthy, easy to prepare, and best of all, carb counted for you. And I also list bolusing tips with each recipe. So all you have to do is literally prepare the food and you'll have all of your other issues sorted for you. And you're always going to have your food environment set up in your favor. You're going to have all these healthy options. You can make them in bulk ahead of time. Some of them can be frozen. Then you have them ready to go in the freezer or in the fridge. Or you're always going to have little healthy snacks, protein options available to you. And just one more note, I'm not condoning making a massive deal about foods entering your house altogether. What you want to avoid doing is putting certain foods on such a pedestal in your head that you start to want them even more than before. As per the example I gave earlier, if you don't want to eat certain foods, then don't. But don't let foods have so much power over you that you start to feel like just seeing or hearing about them will make you crumble into a state of binge eating doom. Like you don't want to have, you don't want food to have that much power over you. You can make changes, but don't make it such a big deal. As with everything, try to be moderate about your approach for the best long-term results. If you want to get access to that ever-growing recipe database I told you about with healthy carb-counted recipes as well as live monthly trainings and baking sessions, you can join Thrive by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. And I really hope this has helped you and I hope you can start to make little tweaks in your households and in your lifestyle so that you can start to improve your food environment and not be so tempted to be eating the kinds of foods and and drinking the kinds of drinks that you don't want to be having on a daily basis. So until next time, take it easy and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. If this podcast has inspired you and you're ready for change, you can apply to work with me by clicking the link in the show notes or go to empoweringhealth.com.au and click apply for coaching. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review and share it with other T1Ds you know so I can continue to help others. You can also find me on Instagram at the T1D Nutritionist and I'll catch you in the next episode.